Direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Said say a prayer for me. She threw her arms around him, whispered, God will keep us free. They could hear the riders coming. He said, This is my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. And seven Spanish angels Took another angel home She reached down and picked the gun up That lay smoking in his hand She said, Father, please forgive me I can't make it without my man And she knew the gun was empty And she knew she couldn't win But her final prayer was answered When the rifles fired again There were seven Spanish angels At the altar of the sun They were praying There was thunder from the throne And seven Spanish angels Took another angel home There were seven Spanish angels At the altar of the sun They were praying The battle stopped and the smoke cleared. There was thunder from the throne. Seven Spanish angels took another angel home. All right, y'all, help me now. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar. Seven Spanish Angels, Willie Nelson and Ray Charles to kick things off 
this Saturday on Live from Nashville. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me is my co-host, my lovely wife, Mary Kay Holt, and her, she just dropped off. So we'll just have to wait and let her get back on again. So here she is, Mary Kay. Where did you go, darling? I don't know. I picked up the phone to say <laughs> hey, and it just like went into the ozone. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, live radio, I'm telling you what. It is a know, beautiful Saturday, beautiful Saturday, sunny, pleasant temperatures all week that we've had mm-hmm. for CMA Fest. And uh, you had just gotten back from Utah on Sunday night. And yes. I tell you what, I came out and picked you up at 10 o'clock, and I have never, ever seen so much traffic <laughs> for the arrival lane at the BNA airport here in Nashville. So I, I said, what was going on? Somebody said, people coming in for CMA Fest. CMA so, week, yeah. CMA week. I don't know how many people have shown up this week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a half million additional people that came into town when Taylor Swift was performing and and the other uh, activities that were happening in Nashville. But CMA Fest is enjoying a great, great week of beautiful weather. And uh, tomorrow, Sunday, they have the Sunday morning country and we've got a lot of friends that will be performing there for the 41st year at the Grand Ole Opry House so we wish all of them a great great performance for Sunday morning country yeah. be well special. we have a great great performance great great performances today so who do we yeah. have joining us and and don't don't introduce them just tell us who we've got coming on <laughs> Well, you know, this show is all about introducing our worldwide audience to an amazing array of musical styles and groups, and we always love hearing from y'all who are listeners when you tell us about a new band you've discovered from our show, uh, a favorite song, so we love to hear from y'all, but we've got two exciting um, guests for you today. Our first guest is Tremoloco, and uh, we're so excited to talk to them about their music and then we, our second guest is one of the most sought-after um, fiddle players in Nashville. This girl is working so hard. She's a dear friend, and we've got some exciting things to tell you about. But our second guest is Myrna Lewis. So we've got a great show today. Great, great show. The Barefoot Fiddler will be joining us for the second half of the show. And uh, if you have not seen her, it is a hoot to watch her on that fiddle. Oh, my it's goodness. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her in the second half whether she ever played violin or not. I don't know whether she did or not. But no, I we'll think find she out. Played fiddle. <laughs> All right, all right. But we have a great, great group that's going to be joining us for this first segment. Trimaloco is joining us from California, so we're going to come back and visit with them in just a moment. But let's listen to one of their great songs called Madre, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment on live from Nashville. <laughs> I'm 
Welcome back to Live from Nashville. We are so excited to introduce our first guest today. We have with us the band Tremoloco. Um, they are for a band from out of California, formed in 2007, and uh, put together by the band leader, Tony Zamora, who's here with us. And the band has come out with a brand new album that we're going to be playing music from. That first song, Monterey, was from their album, um, Corindura. And it is the volume one. And we're just, this band has been described as Tex-Mex. Um, the album actually has been described as Tex-Mex Southwest with elements of spaghetti western. And, you know, as we've been getting ready for the show, I have heard that those influences in this music. So we're so excited. We've got with us band members Tony, Roberto, and Cougar with us today on the line. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Hey there. Good. Did I get anything? Did I get anything wrong or mispronounce anything? <laughs> well, no. It's close. Uh, curandera, Volume One. Um, yeah, I mean, Does yeah. Not curandera. It's curandera. <laughs> oh, I curandera. knew it. I knew I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Mary Kay. We're happy to be uh, here. Gosh. Thank you. Hey guys. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, Gary? Good morning. I'm doing great. It's still morning out in California, so I can say good morning. So now we're already yeah. afternoon here in Tennessee. But good morning yeah, out in California. And the other thing that you might want to know is that we are uh, based out of California, but we've been a uh, Texas, a uh, Houston, L.A. band for years and years and years. So oh, I live, wow. in, live in both cities, and Robert lives in both cities, and we – a little tired of each other by this point, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you could get confused on the, which time zone you're in too, so that could be confusing yeah, as well. Okay. But, it's but uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. So Tony, tell us a little bit about how you formed the band back in 2007. How did Trimaloco come to be? Well, I was working uh, in uh, actually I was working with Cougar. We were both working for Los Lobos, and we started talking about um, doing something for sidemen that, you know, they, you know, we work for so many different people and under varying circumstances, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not so great. depends on the band leader. Mm, yeah. So yeah, we, yeah. So, so we wanted to just uh, kind of do our own thing. And um, I was working out of a shop in Los Angeles that was uh, also working out of a shop that was a real famous guitar builder restoration place. I just loved being there. It was really fun. Plus, they gave me freedom to come and go as I pleased for all the tours and shows and everything. But it gave me access to uh, a lot of uh, musicians and instruments and all of that. And we started with little jam sessions at the shop there, and people would stick their head in and say, what the heck are you guys doing? And so we were doing Lydia Mendoza and Texas Tornadoes and Doug Som music and Mexican music and old country music and all of that. And so that was kind of my uh, mission was to sort of merge country and uh, Mexican music, which to, to my mind and to us was just an easy, simple fit. And um, yeah. Yeah. We, started, we, started, we started asking and uh, lo and behold, that we had more people than we were really a collective. There must have been at least 30, 40 people that have been involved in the various albums. Wow. Even the famous musicians, yeah. Even the famous musicians started coming towards us and gravitated towards us and, hey, we want to, we want in on this. We want to play. 
And so we ended up with a sort of who's who of uh, Americana roots, um, Texas and California players. And that's how it started with going back and forth. All of our albums have been recorded pretty much in both in both uh, states and um, had that sort of Gulf Coast influence, you know, with a little bit of Zydeco and Cajun. So that whole Southwest and Louisiana and Texas and California wow. vibe are there. Oh, and yummy. Yeah, nice. Even the uh, folks that um, I didn't know well, uh, I said, well, wouldn't it be great just to have him on the record? And they all they did was ask. And, you know, well, musicians, you know, if you, if you pay them, they'll play. So, <laughs> so it, was, it, was, it was real fun, and we were surprised at the reaction. And we ended up with uh, literally, to my mind anyway, a who's who of uh, Roots American and Custom Music uh, on our various records, which included some really wonderful, well-known players, as well as all of us working blue-collar sidemen musicians. And wow. then I presented it to Cougar, and he said, uh, yeah, I'll help you with that. And he goes, I think you're crazy, but we'll see what, what we do. So, <laughs> so we started playing. <laughs> We started playing, and we were doing cover music, uh, just songs that we loved playing, and we got in front of a big crowd by uh, Cinco de Mayo in Los Angeles, just a huge crowd, and people started asking us for CDs and shirts, and we had none of that, and so we said, well, time to write songs. Yes, we better. Yeah. So that that was really quite a task, too. It's just like, okay, write songs for this. It was so much fun and so difficult. It's gotten easier over the years. sort of had to have a style, but that's our story. Wow, wow. Well, Cougar, tell us a little bit about uh, Curandera, and how did this album come about? Oh, well, I I did Tony's, uh, we did the record Dulcinea, I think, what what was that, Tony, in 2009, maybe? 2008, yeah. 2008, and, um, you know, I had told Tony, he says, I'd I'd like to produce one song for him, and he kept me on board for for that album after we did uh, that recording. And then, uh, well, it's been some years gone by and things have moved on. And then he called me on the phone and said, he wanted to, we want to do another record. And uh, I said, Oh, we'll give it a shot. I haven't done this in a while and let's try me out. <laughs> and we ended up in the studio and, and uh, you know, it was just trying to get comfortable again with the, uh, the engineer in the studio and Tony had some great songs, great lyrics. And, you know, the only thing you could do is jump in on it and try the first song and try to see if it feels right. And, uh, we started with one, one, one song and it ended up being four songs, uh, that night. And, um, you know, I'm excited to do this. It was, a it was a real big challenge, uh, working with a group of musicians and an engineer and, and just the, the creative, you know, process of the whole thing, and it really worked well. It just, it, it was a little, you know, different for me to get back into it. Um, you know, it's really hard to tell sometimes musicians or even the best thing is to just kind of be quiet and let everything kind of just come together. And um, yeah, you know, yeah. he's being humble here. He, I, I, I practically begged him to come back. We had stopped <laughs> playing together for a while. He did a great job. He did a great job on the first record. He played drums on several other records, and we did sort of, I don't know, just lose connection there. And uh, 
and uh, yeah, he's being humble. He came in and just killed it and was just so creative and wonderful. It was like uh, uh, a natural fit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get, you know, Tony knows how to cheer me on a little bit. It makes me feel good when we're tracking. <laughs> we, after we track one song, that was, that was, that was great. And, you know, either way, it's it's a good compliment, and we just kept going. And he's got some great lyrics. You know, I was real happy to be part of this project, and um, it just kind of all fell in place. We had a concept of how we were going to do it, and we talked about, you know, Tony shared the lyrics with me first, and so you can get involved in the song a little bit. And we were just creating a story with the harmony and melody underneath it. And we kept it real, you know, uh, light and made sure that the story is going to be told. And, uh, yeah, I'm real happy with this project. And, and, and Cougar played, uh, of course, all the drums and percussion, all the Latin percussion, it, it, which he's an expert at. Um, uh, but he also played all the piano and helped me with the arrangements, too. So he oh, was wow. very, very involved, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to Curindera and uh, come back and talk more with Trimaloco today on Live from Nashville. I'm going down to the riverside Talk with Liza May. She knows good on knows the power of her ways. Down near Matamoro, by the border South Texas way, she extricated the evil there. Police burned the shack next day. What do I do? What can I say? And all my waking 
Guys, that is a cool, cool production. Great song, y'all. It's a bit creepy, huh? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, that spaghetti western flair at the end, you know. Yeah, um, yeah great chord progression, beautiful production. Um, and I agree, Cooper mentioned your lyrics, Tony. Really great lyricism there. Well, thank you. And, and and I I'm sorry I spoke over you, but uh, uh, Cougar wrote that one. I mean, Cougar's responsible for most of that music. Oh, very nice. That's during quarantine. Yeah, good uh, job, you guys. Watching all the Western movies on the streaming sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting inspired. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. So you know, I was I had a question. We're gonna. Um, I just had a question about songwriting. Um, I'm not okay. very familiar. So when y'all when y'all talk about a genre of music, um, you know I I perform in the Western music genre, mm-hmm. which is a really That's... tiny genre of American music. What would yeah, you consider but... your genre? I think we've always had an identity crisis where you know that's been a problem. So it's sort of whittled down to Tex Mex Americana or someone described it as Sonoran Gothic folk, which kind of fits that one. That's that Sonoran desert yeah. kind of thing, and yeah. uh, also. Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast roots music because we do have, I mean, like we have a, a Cajun tune with a, a featuring a very famous Cajun fiddler, which we can talk about later. But um, uh, Ed Poulard, I'll go ahead and say his name. Uh, but um, for us, we kind of condensed it down in the last few years and coined the phrase cantina music. 
because that's where we like kind of feel like, yeah, where it would be heard best and stuff. But again, you know, we we do a little bit of country, we do a little bit of regional Mexico folk music, some Americana, mm-hmm. whatever that is these days. And so I know it's all sort of just a flavor of it. It's not strictly country. It's not strictly, you know, but but we, we kind of lean a little harder on the Tex-Mex stuff because it comes easy to us. It comes natural. So, yeah. but when we had a cougar on board on this new one, he had some ideas about, as he said, showcasing lyrics and um, um, really wanted it to be different. And I think it is. And I, yeah. I know he's just he, coming up with stuff. You guys did it. I, it's really great. Now, you guys, um, when it comes to Tex-Mex music, so interesting. We've got one. We've got Roberto here on the on the line as well. He's your accordion player. How are you doing, Roberto? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Good. I've been watching videos of you guys, so I've got you guys up on video right now. I know what all of you oh. look like. <laughs> and so I I want to know. I think people are fascinated. How did the accordion become a part? Tex-Mex or Mexican folk music? Do you kind of, do you have an answer for that? Yeah. Uh, well, down in Texas in the, in the 1800s, we had a lot of German and uh, Czech and Polish settlers. And so they, when they, they brought down their music and their instruments with them. So uh, Mexican Americans kind of uh, picked it up while they were hearing the, you know, all the German style polkas and stuff. And uh, uh, we just slowed them down a little bit and uh, kind of made them our own and, Kind of Tex-Mex was born out of that. I love that. <laughs> Who would guess, Order. right? It's a German Scandinavian influence. Yeah. Polish. Yeah. Yeah. Polish. It kind of reminds Polish. me of my yeah. friend Joey Misulin with the Riders in the Sky. You know, he's uh, yep. it's it's the accordion is right there. You know, it's part of it. You know, it's essentially border music for mm-hmm. us. You know, it's a sort of northern Mexico and the U.S. border, and they mm-hmm. kind of was born that way, conjunto music yeah. and all of it. So um, they used to have these huge radio towers that would were illegal in the United States, but they would broadcast just enormous range, uh, and it was called border radio. And so, you know, everybody heard it. You didn't have to be that close wow. to the Mexican border. That. Yeah. And they, and they played corridos and cumbias and conjunto and all, all kinds of Mexican music. And, and of course, being that part of the country, there's a lot of uh, American uh, country music, and and so that was born our, our ranchero music, our conjunto music, and all that. So it goes back quite a way. And 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 Robert wow. is steeped. Just I'll let him tell you, but he's steeped in the Tejano Mexican button accordion uh, tradition. So it works for us. So Robert, it's not. An, an accordion is not an easy instrument to play. So, at what point did you start on that, this instrument? Uh, I started around 15 years old. My dad uh, showed up to the house after going to watch a Tejano, uh, a Tejano band that he was friends with, and I had been begging uh-huh. him to to get a teacher for me, a music teacher. And so he showed up and told me I was going to get a music lesson the next day. And when the teacher showed up, he he uh, gave me an accordion, and I looked at it, and I was like, I thought it was a typewriter at first. But <laughs> <laughs> so goes, Dad goes, you want to learn it now? So I was like, okay. So I just tried it out, and I stuck with it. Is he punishing you? I guess he was trying to punish me. I was trying to be. Uh, I actually come from a family of a, 
uh, uh, Mexican wrestlers, but uh, mom mom cut that out pretty quick, so I ended up being a musician. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I, and you're talking about genres of music, and, and I have said this for years, and I will always say this. If it's good music, it doesn't make any difference what you call it, just as long as it's good. And and this is good music. This is good music. Yeah. I want to get to another song on here, and this is 100 Years, Every Kiss in Between. Tony, what can you tell well, us about this? One. Um, this is a special song to us. It ended up being a bit long, so here comes your bathroom break. But um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. We, there we go. Don't tell anybody. I, but yeah, I thought about it, and I don't know that I would cut it out. This song, uh, <laughs> Robert, with the first with the first uh, verse, kind of intact the way he wrote it, and it was inspired by Little Joe Washington. Uh, out of Houston, who was one of those musicians that his own worst enemy and legendary. Uh, I'll try and keep it short, but but um, uh, there was a picture of him on the wall, and we were like, oh my gosh, these guys there. And uh, I was aware of him, and he, you know, he just was quite a character and rode a bike around Houston for years, but he was really a brilliant musician that got me to thinking about. Uh, Rob goes, I said, well, what are you going to do for a course? He goes, I don't know. You do it. So, so I, wrote the song I, wrote, I wrote the rest of the song, and, and it ends up being an homage to uh, Blaze Foley and uh, uh, Townsend Zant, and oh, the list goes on and on. Any of them that have uh, what sometimes re- I refer to as lifers, you know, you do this music thing, whether you have a little bit of success, a lot of success, or whatever, you're going to do it regardless. And a lot of them are indeed their own worst enemies and um and uh there's actual references to blaze in his music uh and lyrics in it but for us it's for all of uh the musicians of our ilk and this is what we do and this is how we are and uh it's um it's something we love and something that tortures us too you know especially in, in this day and age it's hard to make make a buck and we do kind of wonder about it sometimes but uh uh it's just it just is what it is so it's it's for all those lifelong musicians whether it be good or bad or i know there was a great song that lucinda wrote about blaze um oh the title escapes me right now but um it's um uh he was quite the character in texas music and had some some uh some success too with songs, uh, people covering his songs and whatnot. But uh, you know, so many of these people, and and we know several of them that end up just either dropping out or well, they don't drop out; they end up destitute or you know. So it's that along with musicians like us that just keep plugging along, and we make the best of uh, what we have. So that's who it's for and who it's dedicated to. Well, this is one hundred years, every kiss in between. We're talking with Jamaloko. Today on Live from Nashville.
hundred years from now Will they say I was a good man Or one who didn't know how Will they know who I am From just a photo on a wall Someone who had everything If I had a nickel For every moon that struck me For every picture I've
drop a 20 in the tip jar I'll bear the sad songs for free If I years every kiss in between and uh, it is from the album Kunandero volume one so Tony will there be a volume two yeah that's why we named it that because I have enough plenty of songs for volume two or I'll write them one of the two <laughs> oh gosh well it is it is a great CD and uh, so we encourage everybody to pick it up you're going to enjoy this tremendously and uh, you guys are such great guests. One thing I do want to ask you, though, and we're about to run out of time, this segment of the show, but one thing I wanted to ask you about was the uh, was the album cover. This is this oh. is so cool. Yeah, yeah who did that, that for you? That, that is a friend of Roberto's, a Texas uh, Houston artist, and we commissioned it from him, and he's sort of a graphic and traditional artist, both. And uh, <clears throat> he's a... Uh, that is the curandera on the on the front cover, and I just we just sort of described the vibe of the record to him, and he kind of nailed it. A curandera real quickly is a healer in Latin culture, not to be confused with okay. <clears throat> called a, a bruja, which is sort of the practice or you know like a witch practice of the dark arts, but curanderas are, are actually healers and part of the culture, and so. Um, these days, there's schools about them and everything, and so I thought that whole feminine energy was great for this time in the world, and um, we could all use some healing, and that's her on the cover there, that's Curandera, and the artist's name is Christian Navarrete, and he's out of Houston, a young uh, uh, artist that uh, we commissioned, uh, and we only had to send back two or three revisions. <laughs> so, wow. So uh, we're, wow. we're happy that cover, though. It came out pretty cool. It's a little mixed very nice. Very nice. I love that. I love that. Well, you guys are terrific. How can people find you, follow your tour, find your music? What's the best well, they way to can do go that? To it's Tremoloco with S. So it's, uh, of course, www.tremolocos.com. Or we're on uh, uh, Bandcamp and Facebook. But we released our album a week ago yesterday on June 2nd. And um, that means we we have a, another release coming for Europe, Europe, I think in August. But 
Um, we're on all the platforms now. If you just type in Trimaloco and uh, we're on all the platforms now. So easy all right, to find T- it. T-R-E-M-O-L-O-C-O is Tremoloco. And yep. and be sure and look these guys up. When you get to Nashville, do us yep. a favor. Let us know. We'll go out and have some coffee or a glass of wine or something. And it would be I so great to meet you guys. It really would. We would love that. Come for some uh, southern cooking at your house. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, I can. No, I yeah, my my wife, my wife. I took her to uh, what was that Mary restaurant? Left. She Casey went Jones. <laughs> yeah, so she, she grew up on she grew up on her mother's Mexican yeah. cooking. Yeah, she grew up oh. on her mother's Mexican cooking. So I took her to Casey Jones <laughs> restaurant in Jackson, Tennessee, and when we walked in, it's a huge buffet of just southern, southern, southern food, and her mouth just dropped open. But, uh, man. Southerners have so many um, side dishes. It's almost the main dish is is almost just not important. (laughs) That's right. Um, That's right. But but come come visit. We'll we'll take you out and take you for some southern cooking or or a great... Thank you guys, Gary. We appreciate it so much. Well, we have enjoyed talking with Tony, Cougar, Roberto, Trimaloco. You guys are great. We're going to close out this segment with Mezical. And uh, thanks again for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Here we go.
You're listening to Live from Nashville, heard around the world on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. When we come back, we will be talking with the Barefoot Fiddler. Stay tuned. Live from Nashville, we've got our good our good friend Myrna Lewis with us. Myrna, what was that song? That what was that tune you just played? Oh, uh, that was I'm trying to remember which one. Durango Durango Hornpipe. Durango Hornpipe. That's so yes. awesome. Well, we're so excited to introduce you to our audience today. Myrna Lewis is known as the Barefoot Fiddler. She's one of the hardest working. Fiddlers in Nashville. This girl is on fire. You know, she does studio work. She she plays live shows. She is the, I mean, it's so good to have you on the show, Myrna, because you are the epitome of a working Nashville musician. Would you say so? <laughs> I I would, yes. I, I do work hard. And thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. Well, hello, Miss Myrna Lewis. Hello, Miss Myrna Lewis. Hi. Thank you for doing this today. <laughs> Thank Such you for a having good me. Friend. I was so excited when you asked me to be here. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Such a good friend and such a talented, talented lady. And uh, so, Myrna, for our worldwide audience who is not familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about where you come from and how you got started playing the fiddle. All right. Um, hello, world. <laughs> um, I grew up in Colorado. <laughs> I grew up in um, a little town in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. Uh, my hometown is called Monta Vista, stands for Mountain View, and it truly is a mountain view. I had mountains all the way around me, um, 360 degrees. Every day I grew up uh, with mountains all around me. It's a beautiful area. Wow. Um, that's where I grew up. Um, that's where most of my family, on both sides of my family, is from. A lot of them kind of immigrated to that area for farming and <clears throat> um, <clears throat> lots of lots of farming there. So that's why both families moved there. And um, I, my my family history, music-wise, goes back all the way to a great great grandfather who played fiddle. 
Wow. And yeah. Yep. Great, great grandfather. And then my great grandmother played piano and sang. And my grandmother um, played violin. She was actually a virtuoso at the age of four. Um, oh, amazing wow. violinist. Yes. Went to Juilliard. You came by it honestly. You came girls. by it honestly. I, yeah, you came by it honestly. I did. And then um, all of her daughters, my my mom and and her aunt, my aunts, all learned how to play violin, piano, and then they all kind of branched off onto their own instruments. So my mom played guitar. My aunt Betty played fiddle. My aunt Bonnie played cello, and my aunt Billy played piano. And so they all performed together as kids. Um, with my grandmother, and my grandmother taught violin lessons and piano lessons out of a little yellow van that traveled around um, the area, and a lot of people still talk about, you know, taking lessons from her, and yeah, so I I, wow. um, I can't escape music, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I teased, I teased Mary Kay earlier this week. I said, Myrna's going to be on the show. And I said, I'm going to ask her if she ever played violin because she's an awesome fiddle player. So for the audience out there, what's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you the, the funny the funny version, and then I'll tell you the real version. The funny version mm-hmm. is, um, this, this is what my aunt would tell people when she was doing clinics. Um, a violin is carried in a case. And a fiddle is carried in a potato sack over your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny I version. Like it. The real version I is like there's really no difference. It's the same instrument. It's just how it's played. And yes, there I have played classical as well as bluegrass country. Yes. All right. So there's your answer, Mary Kay. She has played violin, oh. but now she plays fiddle. So okay. <laughs> yep. <All right. laughs> Well, how did you end up from Colorado in Nashville, Tennessee? Or was there an in-between somewhere else? Was it straight to Nashville or what? Yeah, there was an Mm in-between. There was an in-between. Growing up, I played in bands. I've I've been playing in bands um, since the age of 14, so I've been a bar fly since then. Um, (laughs) And... And that was because my aunt um, played in bands, and she actually uh, got breast cancer and got sick when I was a teenager. And I, she kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She, she groomed me to play in her bands. And it was, you know, we were hoping just temporarily. I was just kind of filling in. But she didn't, did end up passing away and when I was 17, mm-hmm. right before I graduated high school. And oh, so I, so I kind of just, yeah, so I stepped into her shoes and had big shoes to fill for sure. The bands all took me in. Um, so I kind of got the bug there. And then when I was probably 16, 17, kind of starting to think about college. I mean, I always, after I started playing in bands and I, I knew about country music and stuff, I, I had the, the, the want to move to Nashville, but I didn't really know how to get there. And when I was in high school, I was listening to the radio, and Leanne Womack was doing an interview with the radio host, and she talked about this school that she attended 
for country music. And I was like, oh, I got to know about this. So um, it's a school in Leveland, Texas called South Plains Community College. And oh, wow. they actually teach commercial music and they have all kinds of music, but they also do sound technology and audio visual and um, live and recording and all that stuff. And so I didn't even apply to any other school. I knew that's where I wanted to go. So I, um, I approached that and I applied and I applied for grants and scholarships and I got accepted and that's where I went to college for a couple of years wow. before I moved to Nashville. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. 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 That's and quite a story. The bug for Nashville was, the bug for Nashville was always still there. So after I graduated, I right. lived in Dallas for about a year, played with bands, and I was like, I just got to move to Nashville. This isn't where I want to be um, going to Nashville. So I did the pack everything I own in the back of my pickup truck and drive to Nashville, and <laughs> here I am. <laughs> wow, well, now that part of the story sounds very familiar. That part of the story sounds very yeah. familiar. I packed everything up in the back of my pickup, and here I am, Nashville, get ready. Yep. So, That's right. wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. So, how old were you? How old were you, Myrna, when you when you ended up in Nashville? Um 21 or 22. I had just graduated okay. college about a year before, so 21 or 22. Yeah, pretty young. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, well, we're going to come back and talk more about your time here in Nashville and uh find out a little about the barefoot fiddler i want to know how that got started but right now i want to take a listen to star of the country down and we'll be back and talk more with myrna lewis today on from nashville Thank you. You know, um, did you get started with these fiddle tunes? Is that how you started learning? 
or were you taught um, note by note, like um, note reading? Um, kind of, yes, both. <laughs> um, both, okay. The first, the first song I ever learned was it's called "Boil the Cabbages Down," and it's pretty yeah. much right. every every fiddle player's first tune. Um, <laughs> my aunt, my aunt who taught me would would write out the song in letters and colors. So each color represented a string, and then the letter obviously is the note on the string. So that's how I learned how mm-hmm. to play a lot of these fiddle tunes. But then I eventually learned through classical music, I learned how to read staff music. So I, I learned mm-hmm. both ways, but I first started with letters and colors. I, you know, it's so interesting because um, most people start their first instrument is piano. You know, you go to piano lessons. That's mm-hmm. how I learned. And I was taught mm-hmm. to read music on the staff with a treble and bass clef. And um, it wasn't until years and years and years later when I was playing guitar that I learned that you could learn music from a completely different angle, and that is through chords. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Fiddle is interesting because traditional fiddle music, um, for instance, boil, boil and cabbage down, that mm-hmm. is the name yep. of a tune. And for yep. these fiddle tunes have a name and a set A part and a B part. And when you listen yep. to these old fiddle tunes, you'll hear the A part and then you'll hear the B part. And, um, you know, you know the tune by its name. No lyrics, you mm-hmm. just know it by its name. And um, yes. it's so interesting that you can come to music with a child from these different angles. And it's important for them to have all the different angles for them to fully understand the music. I mean, what's your opinion mm-hmm. on that? No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. You also have to remember everybody learns different. So I know some fiddle players, and other musicians too, but fiddle players specifically, that can't read a lick of music either way. They don't know the notes. They don't know the letter notes. They just, they learn it by ear, and they know where to put their fingers. And Mm -hmm. I know some players who have had Suzuki training, which is a whole method I'm not really that familiar with because I never, I was never taught that way, but that's a very popular method of teaching fiddle music too, and I believe that that's more you know, staff, um, treble class staff teaching. Um, I also learned a little bit of piano first, too, but I just, you know, so I know the notes. I know the, the, key, the keyboard itself. I know where the notes are. Um, and I think that helped me to transition into fiddle when I finally got interested in it because I could associate a C note on the keyboard with a C note on the fiddle because it sounded the same. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot by ear, too, but, um, yeah, and I think just understanding how people learn, if you're teaching somebody anyways or, or helping somebody learn something, you have to understand how they learn first. You can't just set a piece of sheet music in front of some person that's never seen one before and expect them to mm-hmm. know how to play it, you know. Music is a entirely new language. I mean, it's a language. And if you don't know how to 
speak it, you have to learn. So you have to find how you learn. Exactly. I agree. It's, you know, one of the wonderful things about being in Nashville is being able to work with musicians like you. And uh, we, you know, I don't know if our worldwide audience knows, and we should probably tell them that um, you and I enjoy working together so much. And we have, we put together a, a super group, a band called Gone with the yep. West. And we get yep. together and it's fine every time because things happen so fast because we speak the language music we -hmm. all speak it yeah so we get together and we get different ways and and we've got you know we've got rehearsals we're planning a tour it's so exciting Mm -hmm. yeah i'm so excited about it (laughs) i've been working the past couple of days putting a whole bunch of stuff together so Well, we're going to come back and we'll talk a little bit more about Gone with the West and uh, some other things. But right now, I want to get to another fiddle tune. And this is uh, Bear Creek Buffalo Gals. We'll be right back on Live from Nashville. Really pretty feet. <laughs> so I was like, 
I guess I need to do this from now on. It's kind of, you know, kind of cute, kind of fun. And I was truly more comfortable without my shoes on. I felt more free and just to be, you know, able to just kind of be whatever. So that's how that started. Okay. Well, I've, I've always been curious. I've always <laughs> been curious about the barefoot fiddler and how that got started. And so when you watch you on video and YouTube videos, you'll see the barefoot fiddler right there. And uh, yep. so I was, I was curious most about of the that. Time, That's pretty cool. Most most of the time, if you see me playing, I I have my shoes off if I'm in the studio or live. There are certain places that I don't feel like it's appropriate, like at a restaurant where people are eating or, mm. you know, if it's really cold or like a real fancy place, I don't know. There's certain situations where I, I will wear <laughs> shoes or sometimes I'm just lazy and I don't feel like painting my toenails. So, <laughs> but, but I will say every time there's always somebody that busts me and they say hey how can you have your shoes on so I'm like ah I'm a fraud now I'm busted Busted. (laughs) (laughs) they just know me now you know they they introduce me to their friends as a barefoot fiddler they know me that way I have to live up to it (laughs) well you're on social media as the barefoot fiddler and so that's kind of a cool thing and uh, kind of a trademark so that's that is so cool that is so cool I noticed that Rihanna uh, Giddens is a barefoot player, too. She plays the banjo and guitar, and she's barefoot when she does that. So works oh, for her, cool. works yeah. for you, works for both of you. Anyway. I remember um, I remember one time I was playing uh, at a, a place on Broadway, I think here in Nashville, and I was just, you know, kind of walking the street on a break or in, be- in between gigs or something anyways. And I saw one of my – fellow fiddle player friends and they had their shoes off and I looked at him and I shook my finger at him and they knew exactly what I was saying and they put their shoes back on. (laughs) Uh, That's too funny. That is too funny. That's my thing. Well, I want to... That's my thing. Oh, gosh. All right, I want to get to another piece of music right now, Red Wing. And uh, we're going to come back and talk more with the Barefoot Fiddler. Miss Myrna Lewis today on Live from Nashville.
Red Wing, Berna Lewis. We're visiting with her today on Live from Nashville. And uh, the Barefoot Fiddler, you can visit her on Facebook and uh, go to YouTube and look at uh, some of her video there. You know, you did uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia with a group the other day somewhere. I'm not sure where that was, but that is awesome. I mean, you are such a talented, talented performer. And thank Charlie you. Daniels thank would have been so proud much. of you. Yeah, Charlie would have been proud <laughs> oh, of you. thank you. I wanted to ask, we're kind of wrapping up things with the CMA Fest. The weather has been fantastic this week. The crowds yes. have been awesome. Uh, you play a lot on Broadway at Layla's and some other places down there. So how have the crowds been uh, with CMA Fest going on? Oh, my gosh. It's been just people everywhere. It's It's been packed. Um they have a lot of the, the streets blocked off, so it's, you know, there's just people walking everywhere, checking all the places out and um, going down to the riverfront and listening to their favorite bands play. And, you know, they're just kind of, they, they stop in to see who's playing on stage at the at the club and get a drink and cool off for a minute. But, yeah, there's just people everywhere. It's awesome to see so many people loving and supporting country music of all kinds it's amazing yeah yeah it's awesome there's so many different stages yeah so many different stages that are available for folks i just wondered how many people were actually coming in to to different places like layla's during the course of the week and so i guess they oh yeah they come in yeah yeah oh yeah it's been packed So uh, about a what was it about a month ago we had a half million people that rolled into town to see Taylor Swift and and Oprah was speaking mm-hmm. at TSU and some other things that were going on. How was it with that half million folks that showed up? Oh my gosh, um, yeah. If if you're uh, not a fan of traffic, <laughs> got to deal with traffic when there's more people in town. <laughs> you're in the wrong city if you're not but, a fan uh, of traffic now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, during that that um the Taylor Swift stuff, I mean, we had requests for Taylor Swift songs all day long. You know, people just love to hear their stuff. So, yeah, it was it was great to have all these people in town supporting music and and coming and buying food and, you know, it's just great. It's great to have a place where people can come and be a part of music. It is Music City yeah. after all. It is music city, and so you play you play regularly at some of the uh, locations downtown. So where can people see you downtown performing? Um, I've I've got some regular shifts at Layla's. Um, all um all of these are on Broadway. Layla's Honky Tonk, the only female owned Honky Tonk on Broadway. Um, Second Fiddle, the stage. Um. Johnny Cash's Saloon, which is off of Broadway on Third uh, Avenue, I believe, just a little bit down the ways. But yeah, um, Broadway is is kind of a central hub for lots of clubs and music. I'm down there. Everybody all goes. There's probably everybody goes down there. Yeah, everybody goes to Broadway right. when they're in Nashville. So, but yeah, you perform yeah. all over the country. I mean, you are in demand mm-hmm. as a fiddle player. Uh, everywhere. So yeah. 
I was I was uh, I was listening to another show this morning, and the guy was on who uh, is with is part of a famous duo. I'm not going to mention him right now, but he said, you know, I actually play with four different bands. So, h- how many bands do you play with? Oh gosh, oh, uh, on a weekly basis, probably four, five, and then just oh, one wow. I get calls. I get calls all the time to go out of town with new people and, you know, people that I haven't played with in years will call me and tell me they want me to play somewhere. So, yeah, all kinds. This lady is a in-demand, in-demand fiddle player. So if you ever get a chance, you need to to visit this lady wherever she is. And um, I'm just going to throw this out right now. We've got the Extreme Mustang Makeover. Uh, I actually am on the board of trustees with Mustang Heritage Foundation, and we are bringing the Extreme Mustang Makeover to Franklin, Tennessee, on June the 22nd through the 24th, and you and Mary Kay and Tisha will be performing Mm -hmm. for the VIP event there that evening. So um, I appreciate you ladies doing that, that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you'd like to find out yeah. more about that, go visit mustangheritagefoundation.org and uh, you can get tickets for the VIP event. Uh, everything is free for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then Saturday evening for the finals and for the VIP event, those are ticketed. So you can find out more about that. But if you want to see Mary Kay and, and uh, Myrna performing and Tisha, you need to get VIP tickets at the Mustang Heritage Foundation's Extreme Mustang Makeover in Franklin, Tennessee. Well, where can people yeah. find your music and kind of see where you're playing? What's the best way to do that? Um, well, I try to keep my schedule updated on my website, but I've been kind of bad about that. So. If you want to find out where I'm playing, go to my Instagram or Facebook at the Barefoot Fiddler. Um, I try to post my schedule once a week there. Um, Okay. You can message me and say, hey, I'm coming into Nashville. Where are you playing? Um, And my website is thebarefootfiddler.com. So that's where you can find a bunch of information about me. But I've got music on Spotify, Apple, pretty much everywhere you can get um, your music, I'm I'm on there under Myrna Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Yep. Okay. All right. So she is a talented lady, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. And Gone with the West will be making some announcements. As a matter of fact, I think Gone with the West is going to be a guest on the show next week. Just yes, that's what up. I hear. I'm excited about that. Yeah. 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 So we'll be talking with all of the Gone with the West people. And uh, maybe some new music there we'll be sharing with folks as well. But, Myrna, you have been a fantastic guest. We look forward to having you back again. And uh, and always great to see you and listen to your great music live. You are a talented, talented Thank you so lady. much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. We loved, we've loved having you on the show. Well, I'm going to Thank close you. this it's segment. It's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> well, thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, me too. Next week. That's right. That's right. We're going to close this segment right now with uh, Amazing Grace. I thought this was appropriate. And awesome. uh, Myrna, thanks yes. so much for being with us. Thank you.
Thank, Thank you. you. coming up on June the 10th. But right now, let's take a listen to a sample of what you'll hear on Country With Heart. This is Bobby's She's Not From Texas. Two-stepping in a honky-tonking Beaumont And walk the most beautiful girl That I had ever seen my whole life with a smile that was out of this world right away I knew that she's different when I looked in her eyes I could see everything on earth I've ever wanted and as we danced it slowly dawned on me She's not from Texas, she's from heaven. Lone Star Angel sent God above. She's not from Texas, she's from heaven. From the first hello, I was so in love. We held each other close. While the band played We talked and laughed about all kinds of things The magic way we floated round the dance floor Made me sure she must be hiding wings I thanked the man upstairs who sent her to me Even though I knew it was a long 
promised him that I'd take good care of her Till the day she had to go back home She's not from Texas, she's from heaven Lone Star Angel sent God above She's not from Texas, she's from heaven From the first hello, I was so in love Here we go She's not from Texas, she's from heaven A lone star angel sent God above She's not from Texas, she's from heaven From the first hello, I was so in love Yeah, from the first hello, I was so in love Mr. Bobby Marquez, she's not from Texas. And please welcome our good friend, Bobby Marquez. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Gary. How you doing? I am doing great. I am doing great. I am so excited about this great benefit that you've got coming up June the 10th. And tell us a little bit about what Country with Heart is all about and talk to us about the great performers that you're bringing. Gary, you know it's been a it's been a great uh, great run so far working with St. Jude over the years. This is going to be our eighth annual workout anytime twenty four seven presents the eighth annual Country with Heart for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital raising money. And God, we got some we have a great lineup uh, this year. Uh, probably one of the best lineups we've had in a long time. Uh, we've got actor Hollywood star Dennis Quaid is going to be there. Man, <laughs> I'm excited about that. And then, of course, my hero in country music, Johnny Rodriguez, is going to be there, uh, along with John Barry. What a voice, John Barry! And then we've got we just uh, uh, we've got Riders in the Sky. We've got Rex Allen Jr., Barbara Fairchild, Bailey and the Boys, and then we just added Hollywood actor and country superstar John Schneider to the lineup, and then also adding uh, John McEwen from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band who's in the Blue wow. Hall of Fame and the founder of the Nitty Gritty uh, Dirt Man. Wow. So it's going to be a wow. great show. Man. It's a spectacular show. Well, I'm excited. It is going to be a whole lot of fun. And and where is this taking place, Bobby? Yeah, so it's going to be here in Nashville. It's going to be during the CMA Festival weekend on June the 10th. It's going to be at the Nashville Nightlife Dinner Theater. And it's going to be the the doors are going to open at five o'clock, and then uh, uh, the venue is going to be uh, uh, providing a buffet dinner for twenty five dollars for folks uh, whoever want whoever wants to eat. So the dinner is going to start at five thirty, and then uh, you get to sit down and listen to some music uh, with Riders in the Sky. Oh wow! Isn't that great? Well, My favorite guys. My favorite favorite cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, of course, you know we're going to have. Uh, this year we're going to do it like we did last year. We're going to have the uh, the writers round. So we're going to have two writers rounds, uh, each with four artists, and then each each artist will be doing four songs each on each round. Um, 
it, it's going to be a fantastic. And that's, I believe that's going to start around 6.30 the round. So each one will go about an hour and 15 minutes each round. Uh, but it, I'm trying to do it like I've always done it the past few years to where, you know, I liked it when it was the, the old fanfare, you know, when you get right, to go out to a right. show and you get to meet up, meet the, meet the, the artists up close and get through with them, you know, have a nice meal, relax, you know, and, 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 uh, and all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to have a silent auction as well, too, uh, with a lot of stuff donated from some, some big country stars, from Jimmy Buffett to Gene Watson, uh, wow. to the Hat Show Prince. Yeah, Crosley Jukebox. Uh, they've donated a, a couple of jukeboxes. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to have for the silent auction, so we hope folks can get out there. And, and uh, we're going to try to raise – as much money as we can. Last year we raised the most money for St. Jude that we did last year, so hopefully we can beat that this year and try to keep uh, getting more money for the kids. Oh, it's going to be it. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Hold on, this is live radio. <laughs> we're in Tennessee. We are in Tennessee, you know, so we do have allergies here. But it is, it is going to be a fantastic evening. Mary Kay and I already have our tickets, and we're looking forward to a great evening. And for folks that are listening around the world, how can they get tickets for this great Country with Heart event? Yeah, so you can go to, uh, you can go to my Facebook page, which is uh, www.facebook.com, Bobby Marquez Music, and I posted a, uh, a link there where people can purchase tickets. Or you can go to eventbrite.com, and then in the search bar, just put Country with Heart, and it'll it'll come up for the link. Uh, it's $35 uh, for tickets online, and then it's going to be $40 at the door to get in. And then, like I said, the venue is going to be providing a, a buffet, $5, which doesn't go to St. Jude. That, that goes straight to the venue, uh, but they'll right. be providing that uh, fantastic dinner, uh, and, and their food is fantastic. Last year, we had so many people that were just talking about the food and raving about it. Uh, so if you're hungry, come on out before the show. You know, gosh, you're going to have all kinds of entertainment and food and, and auction and everything. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Well, what a night it's going to be. And, again, that's June the 10th, and you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. Just search for Country with Heart. Bobby Marquez, thanks for doing this. You have a huge smile. You're known for that. But you have a huge heart, and Country with Heart is oh, going to be a fantastic you. event this year. And we look forward to seeing you and especially your pretty wife. So we look forward to seeing Jennifer Heron there as well. So, Yeah, know. Jennifer's going to be helping me doing some co-hosting as well, too, on the stage. She does a fantastic job, and, and uh, she's a person that, that, that helps me put all this together, doing all the hard work behind the closed, door, closed doors. I just do the easy part. <laughs> He does all the hard <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, listen, thank you again for sharing this information with us. We look forward to being at Country with Heart June the 10th. Go to Bobby's Facebook page, Bobby Marquez Music, and uh, you can find a link there or just go to Eventbrite and look for Country with Heart. Bobby, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to uh, put out a big shout-out to Workout Anytime 24-7 for once again sponsoring uh, the uh, Country with Heart show coming up on June the 10th. All right. It is great. We're looking forward to seeing you there. And we'll be back in just a moment on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
Well, that is going to be a fun, fun evening tonight. That's at the Nashville Nightlife Theater and uh, Country with Heart. Great, great show. Looks like a lot of Johns that are going to be on there. You've got John <laughs> Schneider and Johnny Rodriguez and uh, John McEwen and John Barry. Yeah. So a lot of Johns. As well as Dennis Quaid, I'm Rogers, and Sky and Rich as I can. Yeah. I bet you do. I bet you do. So anyway, it'll be a fun, fun, fun time. Well, how'd you like the show today? I loved it. I I, I love it every week, and it just it never fails. Never fails. I think I've lost you. Are you there? I said it was you disappeared. wonderful and just silent. No, yeah, you disappeared. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I was here. I was here. But no, it was, it was a fun, fun show. So it was so great to visit with Triple Loco and, uh, and learn more about them and how they got started and their music, uh, sharing that with our audience today. And then Myrna Lewis is such a sweetheart, the Barefoot Fiddler. Yes. So be so sure and talented. check out. Yeah, check out Trimaloco and uh, visit them on their website and also the barefootfiddler.com for Myrna Lewis. And uh, any kind of closing thoughts, anything you want to share today before we go? You know, I, you know, I, we love to hear from you, the listeners, the fans of the show. Um, it always just really thrills us when you reach out about a certain song or a certain band you were so happy to discover what you thought about the show, your input just means the world to us. And we often pass on messages to artists that we've had on. So, you know, thank you for listening and reach out to us. We love and appreciate y'all. Well, tune in on Thursdays for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America starting at noon Central Standard Time. And then we're always back with live from Nashville every Saturday at noon as well. And you can listen to all mm -hmm. the shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio or go to our website, equestrianlegacy.net. Well, here's another John that's going to be at uh, Country with Heart tonight, and that is Mr. John Berry. So we're going to close the show out with one of his songs called Beautifully Broken. Thanks so much for listening today to Live from Nashville. Beauty.